0: Today's topic, Area 52. That's correct, Area 52. Now this is a military installation otherwise known as uh, the Dugway Proving Ground, and it's in Utah, always north of Area 51, but in a lot of ways it's even more interesting than Area 51, I think, and that's because of the long history and some of the really strange and also disturbing stuff that's happened out there. Now I have links at the website ufowarning.com that's ufowarning.com and I also have a couple videos posted there, one from Quest, it's about a nine minute video and they do a little uh, documentary on it a lot of good photography of the area, it shows some of the big buildings where you have these enormous fence coming out of the ground, obviously they're doing stuff underground Uh, they talk about uh, eyewitnesses uh, seeing aircraft there which just seem to cloak or just go invisible as they're flying through the sky. Talk about um, what look like UFOs or possibly some type of really advanced aircraft being um, followed by or maybe even escorted by uh, military helicopters. It's it's a, a great little video, and you can find it there at ufowarning.com, and then I also have a a little uh, look back at the past at some of the stuff that the UFO hunters did from the History Channel. They got a little, oh, maybe five-minute uh, segment there where they talk about the goings-on at the Dugway Proving Ground. Just a super interesting subject. Now, I found this first article. Uh, it's dated uh, November clear back in 2007, from Wired.com, but I thought it was interesting. It says, Area 52... The other secret site. And then it begins by saying, Tired of staring at grimy, grainy images of Area 51, there's also Area 52, another secretive Nevada range alleged by some to house vast underground facilities. Las Vegas Television reports on these controversial claims. And then it says, uh, John Lear alleges that a clean nuclear device was used to create a giant chamber under Pauite Mesa and Area 52, and that a facility capable of housing 25,000 people or troops is active out there. He says he heard part of this from a cement truck driver who worked out there. He said, quote, he said it would take four hours to get to the bottom, dump the cement, then wind his way back up. For some reason, he disappeared off the face of the earth, and he told us that story, Larry continued. Larry further alleges there's a high-speed underground train that runs from Area 52 to Las Vegas, a concept that Nevada test site tunnel workers say is highly unlikely, and he says pilots told him there are secret runways out there that open and close like zippers. Now, we have heard some of these stories before. They're I tell you, you know, as they say, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. But these, this is really interesting stuff. And uh, you think of this article, of course, was written 13 years ago. But look at where we're at now with Elon Musk and the Tunnel Boring Company and all the advances that we've made. It makes a person wonder if some of the stuff isn't true. They'll look, quote, they'll look down, and it will be forest or desert or natural landscape. And all of a sudden, it will unzip like this, and they will see a runway, and then the landscape zips back up, and looks normal. He explained, "Well, that almost sounds to me like the shape-shifting UFO taken to a new level. You know, perhaps this government deep-state operatives have have uh, unlocked the secret that we hear about these UFOs constantly, where they uh, appear as one shape and then completely morph themselves into something else. Maybe they've." broken through some line of law of physics here, I don't know. It says there is some evidence for one of Lear's suspicions, one that harkens back to the claims of former government scientist Bob Lazar, who said he worked on flying saucers at a place called S-4 or Site 4. Nellis confirmed to the I-team that there is more than one S-4 in the test range, and one of them is that TTR. Workers have claimed the S 4 inside Area 52 requires special entry. It's believed that highly advanced radar research is one project. Military watchdogs say they don't believe there's a big underground operation. Well, you know, I guess that doesn't really surprise me that uh, it's always easier, I suppose, to doubt this sort of thing than not. But, I want to look at another article here talking about some of the things going on at Dugway and why, after after learning of some of these things, why it's not so hard for me to believe that they could have some kind of pretty extensive underground operation going out there. Now, this article comes from uh, Ranker.com written by Hannah Collins. It says it was updated April 9th, 2020. And the title is All the crazy and disturbing stuff that goes down at Dugway, the government's secret, Area 52. The article begins by saying, For decades, Roswell has been America's number one UFO conspiracy baiting attraction. However, a mysterious plot of land in Utah has started to attract much of the same kind of attention. Dugway Proving Ground is a monstrously big, military facility, over 800,000 acres worth of ground if you include the Utah test and training range next door. Now 800,000 acres, that turns out to be, I think, 1265 square feet, excuse me, 1265 square miles. Basically what this is, is an area, if you put it in a square, would be 35 miles wide and 35 miles long. I think I saw somewhere that it was the size of Rhode Island. 35 miles by 35 miles. This is an enormous area. And they've got some really cool pictures here uh, on this article. And as I said, you can go to ufowarning.com and link on these articles and take a look. Now It has a headline here. It says, Thousands of Sheep Perished Near Dugway in 1968. This was kind of a big deal back then. It was handled very um, secretly. I think there was eventually a movie made about it, or maybe a TV movie made about it, and it really spooked a lot of people. It says, One of the most well-known creepy things connected to Dugway is the dead sheep incident. In 1968, testing for a chemical weapon called VX got out of hand. Considering the test was done in the air with planes spitting out drops of the nerve agent into the wind, The risk seems obvious in retrospect. Let me interject here. The risk, of course, was obvious. But, you know, you have to really stop and consider if we're dealing with people that are doing open-air nerve agent tests, wouldn't it be safe to say that they just don't care? I think that's the way we have to approach this. You know, the kind of the old, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck thing. These people were testing nerve agents in the open air, it says the dangerous chemical apparently got swept away amid strong gusts and blew into the nearby farmland in Skull Valley, which, with a name like that, seems tragically ironic. After a few days, between 4,000 to 6,000 sheep were dead. Share that? 4,000 to 6,000 sheep dead. The military refused to accept blame for the incident, but still coughed up the money to compensate the angry farmers." Well, that's awesome. They, they open-air test a nerve agent, killed four to six thousand sheep, and then refused to take responsibility for it. Now, this is a deep state action. These are people that feel no accountability toward uh, elected officials. And this is why when we have folks come along constantly and say that the government's gonna give us disclosure, I don't believe that because I don't believe the government has what they need to give us disclosure. To my mind, the real facts, the real evidence about UFOs, other than what we see is just you know private investigators ourselves. All the other stuff is controlled by deep state actors. And are you really going to going to depend on people who have no problem doing an open air test with a nerve agent? Are you going to depend on those guys to tell you about UFOs? The people that used a nerve agent killed four to six dollars in sheep. Who knows how many other animals? And then lied about it. You're gonna you're going to count on those people to tell you the truth about UFOs. Good luck. The next uh, point brings it up here it says unseen records of Dugway experiments were released in 2016, including tests to make mosquitoes into weapons. Well, that sounds like something that's going on with Bill Gates right now. You know, They claim they're making the mosquitoes weapons against each other by uh, releasing these sterile mosquitoes and they're going to eliminate this, the mosquitoes out of the food chain. I'm not sure how well thought out that is. We know how uh, the web of nature works. You take out one part and you affect parts everywhere else. But they were doing the same kind of thing here in Dugway back, back in the 60s. It says in 2016, Muckrock.com founder Michael Morrissey received a goldmine of information from the military after filing Freedom of Information requests dating back to the 60s. The records detailed a lot of weird experiments worthy of several supervillain origin stories that the U.S. Army had been up to. A lot of far-out research, the James Bonzi sort of stuff that we see, Michael told Fox 13, a lot of that stuff has never been made public Of all the strange testing that was going on in the name of both military offense and defense, etymological mutations was one of the most far out. They loaded up mosquitoes with what they said was an inert disease, an inert bacteria, an inert virus, and actually released that on civilian populations in the United States. Are you listening? They took mosquitoes, they infected them with what they called inert disease, bacteria, and virus, and released them on the populations of the United States. They used you and I, our parents, grandparents, kids, whoever, as guinea pigs. And, you know, I've gotten a lot of comments in the last few months uh, just really ranting that I don't believe the COVID stuff. Well, to my mind, we're talking about people who release open-air nerve agents. We're talking about people who release infected mosquitoes into the environment to bite you. And when I say that I don't trust these people you know, I'm called an idiot. I want you to really stop and think about this. Stop and think about the people that you're dealing with here in those positions that are working maybe in deep underground bases somewhere in government labs that you have no control over. These people don't answer to anybody. And you wonder where Trump is getting some of this pushback from. This is the kind of stuff going on. Humans were experimented on it, Doug White says. The records of freaky experiments... Now this is all coming from government records. Please remember this. The records of freaky experiments carried out out at Dugway that were released in 2016 as a result of a Freedom of Information request included detailed accounts of soldiers being used as human guinea pigs. That's right. The very people that our government is constantly telling us in propaganda that are heroes They treat these people as guinea pigs. For Steve Erickson of the Citizens Education Project, these revelations were worrying. Things have changed since then, but there is that long legacy of human experimentation as well as other questionable activities by the U.S. Army at Dugway Proving Ground, he told Fox 13. Dugway's West Desert Test Center director, Ryan Harris, gave Fox 13 a tour of some of the non-secret work that goes on in Dugway these days to try and ease concerns. When it comes to chemical and biological materials, it's all defensive, he assured. There's no longer any offensive work anymore. Well, I'm sure that there's not, as far as he knows. But what's going on in those deep underground bases? We know they have them. I mean, we're looking at pictures of this place, and we see buildings with giant, enormous uh, exhaust fans coming out. Something's down there. Tell us what's going on down there. Then it goes on, it has a little bit here about... it. uh, it, They bring up a point, and this is one that I'm not really... uh, I don't really go along with this. It says, Don Phillips, an engineer for Lockheed, one of Dugway's biggest defense contractors, supports claims made by UFO investigators and Lockheed's former CEO, Dr. Rich, that his company did indeed conduct experiments to do with flying saucer technology. Uh, we we talked about this in a podcast a while back, uh, Ben Rich from Skunk Works, and how a lot of people misinterpreted this little tagline that he had at the end of his speeches he would give about having technology to go back to the stars. And we also talked about how Ben Rich was a super intelligent guy. Maybe he did have something they were back engineering. Remember, he talked about having to retrain um, engineers because what they'd learned in college wasn't advanced enough to let them build uh, the first uh, stealth fighters. It says, he says scientists were aided by the remains of a downed craft from Roswell. These UFOs were huge and they would just come to a stop and do a 60 degree, 45 degree, 10 degree turn and then immediately reverse this action. So it sounds like he's talking about multiple aircraft. We've heard a lot about this reverse engineering. We've talked about it on the program, about how um, some people think that they're just taking this stuff. Uh, They have recovered craft. They put it in a deep storage, and then they bring it out every 10 years or so to see what they can do with it. It's an open question, and I have to say that Bob Lazar has passed, I believe we talked about this in one of the programs too, he's passed at least one or two uh, polygraph tests, as I recall. I think he passed two, and one was inconclusive. Here we go. It says, A man went missing without a trace near Dugway in 2011. Now, this is an interesting one here. You can go online. You can just type this in. and They're still trying to find this kid. It's pretty upsetting, really. I tried to find the original um, local news outlet. They did an investigative report on it, but I can't find it anywhere. It's just like it's gone into a black hole somewhere. But I did find they have a page for the guy. They're still looking for him and his parents. Man... It's terrible. On May 8th, 2011, it says a local man named Joseph Bushing, th- I believe he was actually in the military and then he was actually stationed there, so it wasn't like he was born and raised there, okay, just so you know that. A local man named Joseph Bushing was driving away from Dugway at 4 a.m., something that, according to a friend of his, wasn't too unusual. This time, however, Joseph never returned home. On the day of his disappearance, he left a strange voicemail for Herman Herrera, a former lieutenant of special operations. It's it says quote It's Bushling. Um, I need a ride. All right. Talk to you later. Herman said he called again after that, and Joseph sounded frantic. His car was empty. About sixty five. His car was found empty about sixty five miles away from the main entrance to a dug, to a Dugway a week later. His hat and shoes were also found nearby, but there was no sign of a body. Man, that's strange. You know, in a lot of these cases, uh, David um, Poseidon talks about, you know, the people go missing in the parks all the time. What do we constantly hear? We hear that, that they're found with no shoes. That's strange. There was no evidence of assault or that he had taken his life it was unusual on many fronts, Tolly County Sheriff Frank Park told Fox 13. Usually you can work back. Once you find the victim, you can work backward, and you can get some really solid answers. We never had a victim. We never had a subject. And we had no idea why we couldn't find him. That's bizarre. I think. I I watched, I mean, I looked at pictures here. They've got news reports and stuff. This is a desert area. I couldn't even imagine walking barefoot anywhere. So they found his his car empty with his hat and his shoes there. And they never found him. Now, I looked up some more stuff on this. And it turns out that the army uh, reported him as a deserter. And they still haven't found the kid. Now, come on, man. It's on an army base. He wasn't missing that long. I mean, how far could he have walked? You know, did somebody come along and pick him up? It almost looks like an abduction case. This, this very, and I just can't, I just can't imagine how this, uh, his poor family and friends must feel. And they really, it seems to me like they really, you know, the military just really didn't do much to help find him. It's almost like maybe they know something's going on, and they don't want to get involved in it. You know, kind of the same treatment you get from the national parks. Here we have one that says, locals claim to have seen UFOs and planes disappearing into thin air around. Dugway. Now this is one that's happened. This this is what I was telling you about on the video, that the quest video that's, that's on the U, on the UFO warning channel, UFO UFOwarning.com. The guy says that they've seen planes just appear and disappear. It says where there's a secret where there's secret military operations, tight security and bizarre experiments going on. UFO sightings are always sure to follow In the History Channel's UFO Hunters episode on Area 52, residents from Utah were interviewed about what they'd seen around the vast and shady military base on their desert doorsteps. A man known as Alien Dave claimed to have seen a plane disappear from the sky, discovered an underground fort in the side of one of the surrounding mountains, and seen an electromagnetic beam blasting into space from the facility. A former police officer from a nearby reservation goes even further, suggesting that actual flying saucers have been hovering in the desert and could move quicker than any plane from Earth. Wow. Now it says here, The CEO of a Dugway defense contractor claimed he'd been working secretly on technology to take E.T. home. Yeah, we know about that, the Ben Rich thing. And this has got a little thing here on Dr. Grill. We go on down the page, we see it's almost impossible to get into, and we know that. It says, as a highly secured military facility, it's not that surprising that tourists can't just waltz straight through the front door of Dugway and start taking selfies with scientists. That being said, when journalist Arvid Kisan decided to investigate just how hard it would be to gain access to the facility, his experience was eye-opening. Quote, we entered the gates by showing my Utah State Legislature press credentials, but we were told We still must check in with security to gain permission for a tour. While we were waiting to speak to Dugway's PR director, we watched a group of men wearing bulletproof vests with handguns near Dugway in in their Ford excursions. They appeared to be Army Spatial Forces. One man told me he was there for anti-terrorist training. After a 30-minute wait, I was denied access because I had an unpaid ticket on my driving record. I don't know how you get by with that. In the state that I live in, if you have an unpaid driving, unpaid ticket, speeding ticket, they'll, they'll come arrest you. That's amazing. My colleague was denied because he wasn't an American citizen. Okay, now this is just stupid to me. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be nasty here, but I don't even know why you would take somebody who was not an American citizen onto a top-secret military base. They're lucky they weren't detained a lot longer. After being escorted out by police, I began to wonder what was really going on here. Well, what was going on there was you not being aware of what's involved in these places. Man. A whole, It says a whole section of it is left off publicly accessible materials. and If you go to the website, you can see the map just kind of eliminates it. Just, Just a great big line around it. Dugway proving ground is so big Rhode Island would have no problem relocating to it with more with room for more like most other similar facilities it is also a place military personnel call home with a northern area made up of mainly houses schools and places to eat and exercise detailed maps of these resident residential districts can be found on Dugway's website But as some journalists and ufologists have pointed out, much of the southern area, which the Air Force expanded into in 2004, is curiously missing from the website. The section contains a runway, thought to be big enough for a spaceship to land, and security around it was considerably tightened up since then. Well, it wouldn't take a big runway for a spaceship to land. Anybody who's seen a UFO knows that. Those things can pretty much go up and come down wherever they want. So that's not really an issue. It says here there's been money disappearing mysteriously from the government's defense budget for years. I've heard this. I've heard this from old timers and seen them on interviews and stuff, and they'll say, listen, this money's not being wasted. The $500 toilet seat, that's that's a meme. That's a joke. That's just a way for them to take that $500 and put it into some other budget. It's an accounting trick. And that's been said for years and years. And... Uh, I have to believe it. I really do. I mean, look look at the stuff they lock people up for. I just can't imagine somebody getting by with that, not for very long. In his documentary, The Serious Project, leading UFOlogist Stephen Greer puts forward his evidence that trillions of dollars has been siphoned out into the shadow government from the main government's budget for years, operating beyond the jurisdiction of the Department of Defense and even the president. That's actually a pretty good a pretty good video if you want to watch it. He takes a little bit more of a he takes a little bit more of a, a positive look toward the whole alien thing than I do, but but it's a good video. He claims that just before 9-1-1, $3 trillion, a quarter of the military's budget went missing from the military defense fund. Oh yeah, I do remember hearing about that. It seems like that where that plane or what some people, a lot of people, I personally believe was a missile went into that uh, wall of the defense fund. I've heard that a lot of the records are revolving around that missing 3-train were stored there. I mean, how would you know? They won't tell you. Greer says that this irregularity has been going on since World War II when it could have been channeled into funding secret operations like the Manhattan Project. Nowadays, the money could be going toward the ET research at Dugway instead. That's possible. It could be going toward Uh, the same kind of research in a lot of other places Um, like I said I like some of Greer's work I mean some of the stuff he says I think is a little bit out there but a lot of it he has some good points and he's a smart guy and some of the other claims like with Lear you know you don't know a lot of people have come out and refuted things that he said but how do we know because you have this huge uh, this huge weapons base out there in the middle of Utah Uh, they're not letting people in There's all kinds of secret stuff going on. It looks like there's definitely underground bases going on there, whether whether just flat under the ground or built into the sides of these mountains. A lot of questions to be asked. It's a very interesting topic. And what I think the main thing that I take away from this is the secrecy revolved around this stuff and the layers of secrecy and the way things are compartmentalized. And so when you really stop and consider Uh, how well hidden and how thoroughly hidden UFO evidence and UFO um, data is put away. Um, Really, I think you have to be an adult about this and realize that we shouldn't expect a disclosure from these folks. They're doing what they consider is their job. Sometimes that job includes open-air nerve gas testing, where thousands and thousands of sheep die. Sometimes that involves uh, it, uh, infecting mosquitoes with what they claim are inert diseases, bacteria, whatever, and releasing them into your neighborhood just to see what happens to you. That's what they consider their job to be. In light of that, I don't think that they consider their job to be giving you and I UFO disclosure. all, though, super interesting talk, topic now, if you want to support the podcast, you can do that on Anchor, but you can also support the podcast by going to ufowarning.com. You can rummage around there on the website, and if you happen to have some shopping to do at Amazon, simply click on one of the Amazon ads, go there, do your shopping, they give me a couple bucks, and it helps the program. So, I see the, I see the site right now being underutilized. So, you know, we've got uh, three or 4,000 downloads a day on Anchor, and maybe 40 or 50 visits to the website which is a fun, little, easy-to-get-to website, ufowarning.com. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.